That's the best one right there. It's funny. My teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like a, the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. And you're listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast. Go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the Rolling Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank. Hello. Boys. Should, I say, should I say boys when I lead yeah, into it? Or? I like that. Yeah. Like that. All right. From the top. Okay. Okay. Go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the Rolling Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank. Boys. Hello. Hello. Razu. There's many things we I can still start. have not come down. I'm sorry. I have not come down. It's been like 108 hours, and I'm still just buzzing off of that win. Holy shit. Off of Mr. Douglas. Yeah, it's still fresh in the mind. I was... What a weird ending. Oh, here we go. The bubbly crack. One of the more weird endings of a game. I feel like usually if it ends abruptly like that, it's a tragic thing for the Green Bay Packers. But this was one of the rare occurrences, especially in Arizona, where it was a positive one. And I think we all kind of had the same reaction. We were all able to uh, watch the game together in Hank's uncle, aunt and uncle's basement. But the, the hesitation with the final catch and waiting to see like the ball bounce is what I was looking for. And then all of a sudden the game was over. But yes, Kyle, you you enjoyed the end of that game. I yes, I just had a thought, and um, tell me if 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 that's the case. But I think we said this last year, where it's like, oh, this team feels different. Um, but like, yeah, usually in a in a circumstance like that with that game, that is a game they lose in heartbreaking fashion. But for them to pull it out makes me feel like yes, this team is truly different. But now I'm thinking there was moments last year where that happened where like oh this team's different but i'm not remembering but either way yeah it's it's just uh unbelievable roller coaster yeah. that last three minutes you know honestly i, I think the but like i feel like last year would have been stuff like the colts where we still ended up losing yeah. you know yeah um, that's I, true yeah, I also, exactly yeah like and then even the year before i'm thinking about like the philly game where rogers Thursday threw, night yeah through that like ball right at mvs's chest and it like bounced out yeah. right um so this was that was like a reversal of this and it was like oh that feels good when that happens it it is weird once it, you know we've usually said that we're more of a finesse team and i think this is the change of us being more of a uh hard nose punch you punch in the mouth type uh football team but i was i wanted to lead with this but kyle you just came in howling the razul uh I think this is the week where we can say we have officially won the NFC North. So <laughs> congratulations, guys. I almost want to make like division champ shirts and put them up like on sale right now just to see what uh, kind of traction they would get. Because I I don't know if there's ever been a, a time where the Packers have been this good while the rest of the NFC North was this bad. Do we want to talk about uh, uh, the Vikings or the Bears? I would love yeah, to I'd... trash on the Vikings. And I yeah, I don't think... I mean, there's definitely probably been some some years over the past 
you know, 15 where they've locked up the division this early. But yeah, it's always good to where we don't even make it to November and we feel that the division's locked up. And yeah, it's it's not even that we feel it's like a it's almost a guarantee. Like the the NFC North is is abysmal and yeah, we still have what five four or five NFC North games on the schedule. Halfway through this year we'll be halfway through the schedule. Yeah. And cuz we've only played the the Bears and the Lions and we still have to play the Usually, like at the beginning of the year, I figure, man, it's going to be tough. We're going to have to play the Vikings later in the year Vikes, when they get their shit together. Yep. And now it looks like it might be dumpster fire. I feel Vikes, you know, good or bad, always play us tough early yep. in the year. Well, I mean, Vikes always seem to play the pack tough because, you know, we exist uh, to them as like the Super Bowl. Like we are their Super Bowl. So that's why they always play us tough. But um, yeah, no Daniil Hunter. He just tore his pack, right. so that's going to be a huge blow. And Kirk Cousins does not seem to want to throw the ball past the fir- first down marker. Um, so, yeah, I like our chances in both games. Yeah, and, you know, I think normally I would be a little hesitant to say that we already won the North, you know. But, like, today I was uh, – I voted before the shift. Mm, um, you and, would. like, one of the voter registration ladies was, like, talking to someone behind me, and I think her quote was – her quote was, you know, it always comes down to the end of the game and we're just not lucky like the Packers. Mm. And so that's when you know that that Vikings fans are really hurting yeah. and when they're <laughs> calling the Packers lucky after losing to Caleb Rush. I, Caleb Rush, it's Cooper Rush. But yeah, that's yeah, I mean that just Caleb. proves proves the point even yeah. further. Yeah, what uh who are you guys rooting for in that game? Anyways, it's kind of weird, uh Cowboys Vikings and on top of it Mike McCarthy being the coach of the Cowboys there. What's yeah, it? it was it was a I like I told you guys, it was a classic win-win. I I just watched that game, you know, with real no real rooting interest at all cuz it was, you know, if the Vikes win, sweet, that's good for the NFC. Cowboys, you know, take another L, and if the Cowboys win, it's like we get to laugh at the Vikings. And now here we are having a hearty laugh at the Vikings, and I'm I'm okay with that. It was just such a gross game. Like I, you know, like uh, it just never felt good. Kirk Cousins is just—it was just so—it's so Kirk Cousins. It's so good how he played so well leading up to that game. Yeah, and he pulled every single Vikings fan back in. They're like, oh, you know, Kirk is different this year. He's playing really well. He's gonna—he's gonna actually put it together this it's year. Every year, and then it's—it's it's every year like clockwork. And then national TV, you know. Heavy favorites. You're going up against a third string quarterback at home, and you just lay the biggest dud. It's just so Kirk Cousins, and I'm so happy that he is a Minnesota Viking. It is like you always see those stupid charts of, you know, the cycle, and it is like Viking fans watching. It's like, oh, well, he's not that bad. And then a couple weeks, and they're like, well, if you look at these stats, he's actually really good. Mm. And then it's two games of him playing pretty well and then it's crashing back down oh my god why do we pay this guy so much money every year it's a it's a cycle and just honestly now now we restart the cycle he's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna throw for 275 yards and two touchdowns next week and then yep. the week after yep. that he's gonna throw for 320 and three and it's just like yes feed me that and then and then they pay him again and then we just we laugh again next year just winning enough to keep him and zimmer there Exactly. Please, I'm surprised and Zimmer's still that, employed. To be fair, I like. Yeah. I actually like Zimmer, but I I like Zimmer respect. too. I uh, we keep talking too much about the future on this podcast, but I'm going to just continue that again. One thing that do, did pop up in my head is 
you know, it's looking less and less likely, but I'm sure it's, you know, we'll find out at the end of the year. But if Rodgers does leave, once again, mm. imagine, just imagine him going to Denver or any team he really wanted and bringing Nathaniel Hackett as his offensive coordinator or head coach and then Mike Zimmer Ooh. as his defensive coordinator. That is like literally Aaron Rodgers' dream, I think. Yeah, I feel like Zimmer and Rodgers have always had this kind of like buddy-buddy relationship where they've always had an immense amount of respect for each other. Respect. Yeah. I, I don't see that. I guess actually... buddy, buddy. Yeah. Maybe not buddy, but like just yeah. football respect. Those guys, like they, they like know that each of them know the game in and out. And yeah, that would be a, a pretty electric partnership. I think 100% like, like you said, I don't know if it's buddy, buddy respect hundred percent. Cause I'm, I could almost see like, they'd have to be on like other ends of the facility and just avoid each other. Cause I can't see them like, talking and having a normal conversation because if you if you see zimmer he's just always pissed off and i can't i can't see rogers like meshing with that right <laughs> yeah i also feel like rogers would kind of just love that and just like poke him all the time you know just like <laughs> yeah, knowing yeah, that he's yeah. like, kind of grouchy and then eventually like zimmer would start getting like kind of a little soft spot for him and like every once in a while do like a little smile with one of his <laughs> and a yeah. wink one of his eyes that's working i'm trying yeah <laughs> I'm I'm imagining like you, we've seen the little clips of Rogers like putting his arm around Lafleur and stuff this year. I'm seeing like Rogers attempting to do that with Mike Zimmer, and it's like Dwight or whatever, where he like turns around and like me, yeah. get away from me, and <laughs> it wouldn't be a, a very good silent. Yeah, image. that like that one clip of Rogers and Tomlin from the Pittsburgh game yeah. where they're just <laughs> now like that making, was buddy buddy. Yes, yeah, yes. you know, like I don't know if they'd get there, but I think that that's what Rogers would shoot for with Zimmer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we do have a game to talk about, a normal episode. We'll have our pick six, the six plays that shape the game or or the hot piss uh, plays of the game. There we go. We'll talk about the offense, defense. We'll have take news. We'll just, you know, talk a little bit Mm -hmm. about the trade deadline and maybe bring back Zadarius that we kind of talked about last week as well. And a certain... Long snapper. Oh, yeah. God, we could have led with that, too. I'm, Honestly, I'm actually surprised we didn't. I was planning on... But well, I just... The Razul yeah, just came out of me. Oh, my God. It. I said it to you guys, too, when he got here. It's like, I feel bad that uh, someone losing his job makes me feel this happy, but someone losing their job makes me this happy. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. We'll have this Kyle and Idiot Packers trivia, and then we will preview the Kansas City game. But first, Piss 6. All right, first piss six play of the game, uh, seven minutes into the first. You know, a little bit of back and forth there. The defense seemed to be holding up pretty well. Facing a third and nine on their own 38, Murray goes deep to one DeAndre Hopkins, who catches the ball after coming back for it, takes off, even slows down a bit to uh, put his hand on Eric Stokes' face mask. Scores, comes back, eventually it ends with an Edmund score to make it 7 nothing. but that was the first big play of the game. I think we were all kind of thinking, oh shit, is it going to be one of those games? Aside from, you know, the defense really holding up pretty strong there and one bad play, but I don't know, what were you guys thinking on that? I think you guys were freaking out a little bit. I mean, I believe that was their second drive of the game, and so, and their first drive, they went three and out, which was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then on that play, it was a third nine. And then if you go back and look at the throw, I mean, it's an absolute prayer. Right. He just hucks it up. And Stokes kind of gets, you know, lost in la-la land. He's kind of like, uh, and then 
I mean, it was like a very savvy move by D-Hop to kind of like fool him with his eyes. It's one of those where some people were like, how do you allow that to happen? And Me. then when I watch, then I watch the replay, I'm like, that's one of the coolest yeah. moves. I, I was arguing with Eric, a, a listener of the podcast, because I'm like, I think he just completely head faked him because if he didn't try that move, there's a good chance that could have got picked off too. Like he really put some but air I under that ball. I still feel like that Stokes like still kind of just like, like almost relaxed a little bit. Like yeah. even even though he turned around and was like, like I said, in La La Land, it's like he was like, like, like shut down for a moment. Yeah. Where like he wasn't even like trying to play. For, I don't know. It just was like a weird, weird one off play. But up to that point, the five six plays that Arizona had on offense were all kind of nothing, and yeah. so that was frustrating. But um, yeah, for, and then them eventually scoring with Edmonds was was not surprising because just the momentum and whatever yeah like i'm not someone who's especially like quick or savvy or fast Mm -hmm. or you know just like anything Mm -hmm. in in that realm um but like you know i remember i remember playing basketball and just like you know you're playing out on the on the court at the park and then like you got someone come through and they got that head fake Ooh, you know (laughs) and like i you end up like outside the three-point line just on your ass and so like i you know i i just feel like i, I felt for stokes there like because i lost track of he D-Hop got, yeah. he got bamboozled. watching the tv you know so like i mean it felt good that he at least caught up to him yeah that's if nothing else you know the argument with you know kind of the number two corner with it being between him and kevin king when he's healthy it's like well at least stokes can run kevin king yeah. can't really run it's weird for how many big plays stokes has given up this year we're all still very optimistic and positive with him just because he is always around the ball i mean he really hasn't given up that many big plays and, and, and a lot of the big plays he's given up like he's his hand is like bent on the ball and then Debo yeah. samuel has just like ate him you know like oh yeah right yeah you know, there was just, like, and then the Bengals like touchdown to yeah. right up the middle well, like there's savage or oh Wait, the Debo no, might have been that was the Debo. I'm, I'm saying the, the touchdown uh, from going right to left, right in the middle of the field where he could have had a pick. It was when Jalen Smith pressured uh oh, okay. oh, that was the Washington guy. Rip, Jalen. Sorry, yes. But anyways, moving on. Second pitch, six play. Uh, first play of the second quarter, a fourth and one on the Cardinals 12. Packers have the ball. A handoff to Dylan. He's hit in the backfield, which... I mean, got his yards after contact. I think he had like sixty yards. I forgot what it was fifty yards out of after contact. And like seventy this. yards total. Right. <laughs> uh, hit in the backfield. Keeps pushing forward. Running gets behind him. Who is the guy who got beat? <laughs> Running gets beat. Turns around and pushes Dylan forward. Eventually gets the first down, which didn't look like it was going to happen at first. A couple plays later, Aaron Jones ties it up at seven. But that was a pretty big play right there. Could have just got caught in the backfield and. It probably yeah. would have shaped the game much huge, and that's why you you know spend a second round pick on a two hundred fifty pound yeah. back like that, and well, and that's it was end of second round though. Let's be fair, <laughs> true, like, fair, he's, he's, and you're him and in high, and he's worth every fucking penny. And that's why it doesn't make much sense why he wasn't getting touches towards the goal line, you know, near, towards the end of the game, you know, with that debacle of uh, not being able to punch it in to go up ten. Yeah, um, that makes it a little more surprising that he didn't touch it because of runs like that where it's like he's clearly at a loss and somehow finds his way getting a first down and yeah huge play that um definitely shaped the game i'm gonna put this in terms of carts 
okay? okay? Like when I'm when I'm slamming carts through like the door, right? Like cuz they have like the sliding door and it like it opens easier when there's more carts, right? Like if mm-hmm. I'm slamming it with more carts, it's easier to slam it through than with less carts. Mm-hmm. So you have a really big running back. I would assume it's the same sort of like physics, right? Right. Force. Big big boy makes bigger hole and makes door open more. Okay. Yeah, th- that's, that's science. How, that's how they explain goal line offenses. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, third play of the second half, a third and seventeen. The score is ten to seven at the time. Kyler Murray drops back, tries to throw a screen, gets tipped and intercepted by. Henry Black. A couple plays later, Packers convert a fourth down EQ, and Cobb catches a touchdown after that. But that was a big swing, you know, right after the the end of the first half, which could have been better. You know, the Hail Mary, we thought maybe it would have been get... nice to at least get three on that drive before half. And we're like, oh, man, Cardinals get the ball back. You know, if they score here, it could, you know, they could get some momentum. Yep. But pretty quickly, defense holding up, getting the turnover. And then after, you know, after that and we scored, I'm like, shit, we might actually win this game. So, yeah, uh, that was a, a massive swing. Um because yeah, and they again, it was on third and seventeen. So even then, they came out, you know, firing in the in the second half. But then to uh, all of a sudden get the ball in their territory at the very start of the second half was yeah. huge. And then punch it in. You felt really, really good being up seventeen seven. But then it just turned into the classic like, like ah, now we're like now we're supposed to win. Yes. Like pregame, it was like nobody expected the Packers to win. I mean, except me. But like odds stacked against stuff, like yeah, even if even if they lose, it's like ah, that sucks. But I mean, we had half a team out there. But then you know they go up seventeen seven. It's like okay, they must win this game now, otherwise I will be devastated. Right? Yeah. Unfortunately, it was almost. Like, I don't want to say it, but the NFC Championship nah. game and yeah, whatever you get it. Uh, next pick six play nearing the end of the third quarter. It is seventeen fourteen. Uh, Packers are midfield. It's a second and six. Rodgers throws it to one uh, Robert Tunyon up the middle, picks up 33, but unfortunately he stays down after the play. We now know what happened there, but it was a big play to set us up. Drive eventually ends with a Randall Cobb touchdown, making it 24-14, but that play in itself kind of, you know, a good narrative for the game where obviously we lost Robert Tunyon for the season with an ACL tear, Kylan Hill. Mm-hmm. His ACL tear as well. I mean, the Cardinals were banged up. DeAndre Hopkins was in and out with injuries. Once again, and I mean, it comes up every year with certain games, and this was it again where it's like, why are we playing football on Thursday nights? (laughs) So it's especially the ACL tears. I mean, you got to feel for, uh, well, both players for sure, but God, Babito in a contract year, all that. I I had that negative or that bad uh, thought when we were, driving back after the game where I said to you, Kyle, it's like, well, it, it is terrible. You never want it to happen. But at the same time, but, <laughs> maybe we get them back cheaper, cheaper next year, yeah. which is a terrible, terrible thought to have, but it's something that popped up. But uh, yeah, yeah. And it's just, you really felt like he was going to start coming on because I mean, he had such a great year last year that he wasn't going to, you know, stay quiet forever. And I'm, that was probably his longest catch of the year. And it's just so yeah. fitting that of course it needs to end on that. Um, it really sucks. You can tell that, I mean, LaFleur was, you know, visibly devastated yeah. for Bobby, the whole team, really. And, yeah, they're they're definitely going to miss him. Yeah, well... Uh, I already miss him. 
mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see uh, what we do to try to replace his production quotes um, going forward. Uh, fifth, Pistics play, three minutes left, 24-21. Packers have a third and goal on the five after a delay game. Rodgers drops back, rolls out to the left, and scrambles, dives near the goal line, and is stopped just short. They go for on fourth. It's tipped. They do not score, but uh, it was another one of those plays where especially you guys got pretty pissed about the timeouts. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty lax on the timeout stuff. Still hasn't completely bit us in the ass yet, I I'm guess just, I could argue. I'm very surprised at the lack of like discourse around those timeouts. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I the next day I took a step back and yeah, maybe I was a little overreactive about the use of the timeouts. But man, like it clearly bit us in the ass because, I mean, what an absolutely gritty play by Rodgers, though. That's the shit like, yeah, yeah. as if that dude h- hates being a Green Bay Packer. Get the hell out of here. He. Put is he, his shoulder is he down. invested this year? Yeah, like honestly, just an unbelievable play. And I mean, it should have never happened just because of the timeouts that were just kind of wasted. Um, you know, Nagler made a big point about how they don't really care about the play clock. He's and, been preaching about that for like three and years. And he's now. not super wrong. Like they were like, and it's like, oh, well, they had, you know, DeGuara and Winfrey who, you know, maybe aren't so familiar. So it's like, okay, yeah. Oh, then maybe get to the line a little sooner and, and get it situated first. But that was super frustrating and almost should have cost us the game. <laughs> Kyle. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they should have had third and goal from the one and two plays, to and one of them should have been to Dylan. But, um, you know, LaFleur's a smarter man than I, so he'll, True. he'll figure it out. I'm just bamboozled. I'm so bamboozled by that by that, like I like it like the, it's like everything it's like the timeouts it's like not using Dylan like within the five yard within like five yards yeah. like the whole game yeah. like it's not it was it was like very weird it like I just I don't like well, and LaFleur is obviously a smarter man than me but like I don't know he Doesn't, was he was asked about it after the game too uh Thursday and the later press conferences as well. And people online have pointed out to, I think Ross Ugla might've been one of them, but they, the Cardinals went with such a, such heavy personnel down there. I think they had like four or five defensive linemen right at the line linebackers stacked. And if you watch, you know, right after the snap, there really wasn't much space for anyone to run. But at the same time, we, you know, we talked about earlier, Dylan, his yards after contact was pretty absurd in that game. So, Hard to argue when you turn it turn it over on fourth down that we shouldn't have ran the ball, but I don't know. I just think they, it's bizarre. Sorry, Hank. I just think it's bizarre that the last. I mean, because I hate obviously any unfounded criticism you know lodged towards twelve, but I'm very surprised at the lack of criticism for that to either him or Matt about how they wasted timeouts on that drive because, like, it should have been. It should have never even been third and six. Uh, yeah. from the goal line like it should have well, never we gotta even delay got a game too that's what i mean yeah. because of the the wasted timeouts well it is a weird cat and mouse thing too because in rogers has talked about it before i think in 2019 he was asked asked about it and he said it's a unless it was on mcafee last year but there's a bit of a cat and mouse type thing where you have the checks and then the defense will check to something else so yep. i think it is a mix of that along with new personnel you know like we had talked about there right. too where it's kind of tough to get all of that going if you really want to 
check it but as it's late like as possible. i mean if you're breaking the huddle at you know nine seconds and yeah. you're stepping up with like five seconds it's like the yeah. the the margin of error all of all of a sudden becomes like non-existent like you need to snap the ball right away and with guys who don't get a lot of snaps you know running back and forth between the formation just ruins all of that and yep. you gotta waste timeouts but yep. I mean, they had an extra or extra couple days this week to to get that situated. I hope Deguara has got his nose in the playbook and they'll figure it out. Yeah, and I, you know, I know like they stack, yeah, stacking the line. But like I said before, you know, strong door. Mm-hmm. You need big, big Slam carts, lots of carts. Yeah, they got they got to go yeah. with a heavy package yeah, to bring yeah. more carts onto the field. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like <laughs> you just stack those carts. Like AJ Dillon is like at least twenty five carts Easily. of force. Yeah. You need a Dominique Daphne cart Ooh. out on the field. Yeah, there it is. although that one that one play where AJ Dillon lined up is like kind of like in the fullback. The fullback. Spot. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people very, talked about that too because yeah. it was like big dog lined up to the left and. Yeah, uh, Dylan up in the front. It's like, yeah, let's just do more of that shit. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the uh, Aaron Jones screen that we ran twice on opposite directions. Too, where it's like, yeah, those just keep doing the shit that looks cool and works. <laughs> yeah. just, just keep doing that. I could be an NFL coach. The last piss six play, uh, you know, after the Packers turned the ball over on downs at the one yard line there, a couple minutes left, and we all start shitting our pants. Mm-hmm. After a couple big plays to A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and Edmonds, uh, the Cardinals have a second and goal. Murray drops back, throws it to the corner. A.J. Green doesn't appear to know exactly what is going on, and one Razul Douglas Razul. tips the ball to himself, catches it, and waves goodbye to the crowd because the Green Bay Packers Honest, won the, the game. seamless transition from interception to waving goodbye is Hall of Fame level <laughs> shit talk. That was that is a an, an instant favorite Packer memory of mine because yep. it's the the wave goodbye is just so it's so simple and yet so effective. And it was again the transition from literally catching it and then pop pop doing a little toe tapping with yes. his feet and then instant wave goodbye. Like goodbye, bye. So effective. God, it, I just have been replaying it in my head over and over. The stuff we dream about. Mm-hmm. We, watching the game, I think most of us couldn't process that the game was over while he was waving goodbye to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah you well, know, it was one of those. And, like, I know Spencer was alluding to how nervous he was that last drive and Not how anxious he was getting <laughs> and out of sorts he was. And so, like... Razul was also like waving goodbye to your anxieties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're watching the game and you know obviously we're all getting nervous but Hank the whole time is like what the fuck what are we what are we doing I'm like hey hey it's not over yet calm it's week 8 it's okay even wow. if it's okay I just, I just couldn't I I couldn't get over AJ Dillon not getting the ball. Yeah. Like I just yeah. couldn't get over it. That's like fair. like and it was like such a it was like like I knew that the rest of the season like we're gonna be fine. Like mm-hmm. I know that we're yeah. gonna go to the playoffs. We've won and, that like, it's probably yeah. gonna <laughs> like yeah, like it'll probably be okay. But it, it was just like in that immediate moment seeing like that just goal line just absolute like debacle. Yeah. Turned into like the pass down the middle of the field for forty yards. God, it sucked too, because I think we forced it to like third and long and they converted that and it was like ah fuck this is gonna be a thing huh and you just yeah i mean even when they were you know first and 10 on their own one yard line you just knew that okay well they're at least gonna get three here like we're at least gonna have to suffer through overtime just because 
so typical. But then Razul, God Razul, he and right after the game too, I was like, man, I think he played for the. I think we poached him off the Cardinals practice squad, and I Google his name, go to his Wikipedia. Didn't even have it on there. He was on there such a short amount of time, and it was so cup of coffee so soon, and then. You know, everyone else posted. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I thought that's what it was. So <laughs> huge, huge rivalry game. Uh, but yeah, that was the revenge. end of the revenge game. Revenge game. Um, yeah, 24-21. Awesome game. What a fun. We're eight games into the season, and I didn't think we could beat last year. But God, I'm already having, I think I'm having more fun than I did this, yeah, this much through last Yeah, for sure. Just because I, the, just because of all the bullshit. Yeah, to go through yeah. this off season, and it's dumb it feels too. So good, but even having like fans in the stands and shit, yes. it's like it's a lot more. It's not as hollow as last yeah, year yes. felt. Yes, good hollow. That's a good way to put put last year. Yeah, and I just don't feel like I don't feel any like the same anxiety I felt going into games last mm. year. You know, yeah. Um, and I even like this one. I I don't know what it is. It's just like I feel more comfortable with the team, and that like maybe they're not gonna get you know, like just destroyed. Yeah. Like they would some games. And yeah, that was the other thing about like, yeah, if they would have lost this game, it would have sucked. But I mean, you see, you see the stats, like all of the Packers eliminations, the last like four or five years are teams that they lost to in the regular season. So it's like to beat them just feels good that when we do see them in January, I'll feel, I'll feel much better going into that game. Yeah, we won't have um, the negative references. That same fucking narrative that got so. I mean, it was, it was like a weird deja vu thing with the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, won the game. Fun game. Another signature win. Thought that that's what I was struggling with when we were watching yeah. the game. Thought the Niners game was going to be the signature win for the season, but uh, uh, absolutely that Car- not. Cardinals yeah. game seems to be that right now. But moving on, looking at the offense. Starting off at quarterback, Aaron Rodgers played football in this game. He had 22 completions out of 37 attempts, a staggering 184 yards, the two touchdowns, no picks, only sacked once, but a uh, fun little game, and maybe this is a hot take. I don't think Rodgers is going to be the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. Who knows, but... He, he absolutely deserves to be in the conversation as of right now. I, I would agree with that, but... After this game, I this thought popped up, and I'm curious what you guys think. What is more important to this Packers offense right now? Is it Aaron Rodgers yes. or is it Matt LaFleur? Because once again, I mean, we bitched about A.J. Dillon at the goal line, which, yeah, we could have had some improvement there. but Yeah, that's not a serious question, is it? I, I thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers or A.J. Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really starting to wonder because every time we have these matchup games and we can talk about the overblown stat now where the Packers are 7-0 and and Devontae Adams is out with all all the injuries, I am obviously don't want to see it. I'm the last person that wants to see it, but I mean, God, could we win this division if Jordan Love was our quarterback <laughs> right now? You know what I mean? It's It's one of those and... We've we've kind of shat on one Tom Brady for, be it he's it's crazy how good he continues shh, to be shh, to surround shh, himself with shh, surround himself yes, with yes. weapons and a great defense. But at the same time, we talk about him as being a game manager, and Rodgers has really been the ultimate game manager this year. Mm. I'm, you know, it's kind of a term you don't like to use for a superstar quarterback, but he doesn't throw picks, he doesn't screw up anything for the offense, unless you want to count the delay of game and using the uh timeouts but i'm really starting to 
with the stats being brought up to where he's one of the most winning coaches of all time now, I mean, I'm starting to wonder. I don't think there's any coach in the league I'd want over Matt LaFleur right now. Wow. I Yes, I agree. Yeah, I you know, I feel like it is kind of like a Brady-Belichick thing right. where it's like kind of hard to – like as much as I, it was Belichick and Brady, Brady just got lucky. Like it's also um, – like those two, I think there's a cohesion there. Yeah. Um, where like they probably do make themselves better. Yeah, that's true. It, but yeah. But I do feel like I I will say it is crazy. I I would feel like even with Jordan Love, like I feel more set with Jordan Love, knowing that Matt Lafleur is going to be that coach. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, it's very like the offense is so. I don't know how to put this like it's so schematic, I guess, where it's like you just as long as you play with like we're not asking him to be Patrick Mahomes, where Mahomes is mm-hmm. out there running for his life and, and trying to take the deep shot every play. It's like they're they're scheming guys open. They're running the ball like crazy. Like mm-hmm. they ran the ball so well on Thursday and that, you know, helped slow the game way down, limit the possessions for Arizona and um but yeah to answer your question i i know what you're trying i know what you're you're trying to you <laughs> know foster some discussion but i mean come on you you would much rather have rogers than yeah lafleur yeah like granola but I love LaFleur. that's yeah. not to say yeah like granola and yogurt like they go better together hmm. but you but you're not going to just eat granola really. right yeah but yogurt. like right. y- you know you might just eat yogurt so <laughs> take that as as you will exactly uh one more thing do we need to talk about the meme at all it is nice to see a uh we talked about it after too where the meme you made i don't know why that didn't explode that was the best one the john snow <laughs> yeah the, i don't know the photoshops are tough but seeing it it's, it really was a <gasps> of john snow coming back to life spoiler alert that's too late now but i mean the ending is terrible anyways but uh-huh. it it's nice i'm glad we won if nothing else the to see the memes as much as we did after the game it was a positive and to now than, associate it with a positive game yeah, yeah rather than a loss yep. it's just nice to see aaron kind of embracing that stuff yes. you yes. know and like i don't know like it, it's the same kind of thing like him taking that shot at the end of the game right yes. like running for those four yeah yards. putting his shoulder down in yes yeah like telling the bears that he owns them like it, it is nice to just see him turn off the politician a little bit hmm. yeah and just let loose and have his mojo yeah. god he's got it he's got his mojo back so back <laughs> uh moving on to the receivers as we talked about, obviously, uh, Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams were both out. But uh, the leading receiver who was a receiver was Juwan Winfrey, the guy we moved up from the practice squad, someone who made a lot of noise in training camp at the beginning, got banged up, never really saw much of him. But four receptions, 30 yards. He had the one where if he would have stayed up, he probably would have scored. Oh, yes. And his first career reception in the NFL, God, I was I was bracing myself for a taunting penalty. For yeah, so. where he looked over him, and oh. yeah, that was very. We all, we both like you know seized up a little bit. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and, but I mean, a very quiet game on the stat sheet, but it it felt much louder. Um, actually, watching it, like it felt like it was a lot of first downs he was catching. Um, and there, there was, there were like, it, I think there were all like six or seven yard out routes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even, even despite that, even looking great on the field, like he just looks the part aesthetically, like as, as a wide receiver, he just looks the part. And, um, I would like to see him, 
you know, maybe get some get some tick over uh, EQ. I would at this point. I mean, it's tough because even in the few receptions he had, like he was making kind of boneheaded mistakes, not staying up, and obviously the taunting. Thing. Well, and I think he actually fumbled one out of bounds too. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, that's right. So, but, but Rogers kept going to him. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No was, major mistake yet. Was the last one aware? Eighty-eight Ty Montgomery. I think so. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot, that was my stump spenny for the week. Darn was, it. Unless there was a tight end. That seems like a very tight end no. number. I was yeah. I'm just hoping Michael for Finley. I'm just hoping yeah. for redemption. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been one of those seasons for redemption. God, I, I I held out on Ty Island for so long. I was such a believer in him. I was but too. Then the, well, I guess I think a lot of people were, but then the Rams game happened, and, and well, yeah, and he was he gone got, a he, day after. Yeah, that. yeah. He got so salty after that too. He it, was like such a little salty boy. And it's you like know? I, it's it's hard for hard for me to really fault him for that because I know I mean we all know Packers fans can be the worst. Um, so he probably saw the worst of it, like on social media. But he he did kind of like lash out at the organization. I think. Well, it was weird because it wasn't so much. I'm sure there was fan stuff right away. But when he was interviewed at his locker after, so there couldn't have been too much oh, backlash that's yet. Right, you're he was, right. You're right. He was already getting very pointing defensive and kind of pointing and, yeah. the finger and maybe wasn't happy that people were pretty yeah it was pretty inexcusable inexcusable the decision he made they i'd only heard positive things about him up to that point too and he Mm -hmm. made the very smart plays on kick returns before that too like the randall cobber he stretched out to stay out of bounds so that we'd get at the 40 he did that once or twice but yeah i I, wow more time yeah yeah well i'm just gonna say you know it he's done really well since he's left (laughs) was that sarcasm (laughs) <laughs> he he not he not yes yeah uh, other receivers Randall Cobb three receptions fifteen yards two touchdowns uh, t- three receptions fifteen yards and two touchdowns is just outrageous for Randall so Cobb. I love that's such a Randall Cobb it, like gritty performance we joke about it and you see it online with the whole like you know GM Rogers stuff but it is such a kind of force Cobb the ball thing when you see fifteen yards and two touchdowns like hey hey he was uh, he was no, important don't do that that was I mean he's the reliable guy in the red zone I know but it's I mean still one of them was a to, tough ass catch and a tough ass throw too where yeah that's just a, a, a chemistry thing right there. Yeah you're not wrong. Uh EQ two receptions twelve yards Amari Rogers one reception seven yards he did also have a rush for 11 he had kind of a weird game too where he lined up in the wrong spot and ran the wrong mm-hmm. route and stuff so we'll see with what happens with amari going forward uh moving on to the running backs the offense really ran through the backs in this game aj Dillon led the team in rushing aaron jones led the team in receiving so that kind of tells you right there uh aj Dillon 16 carries 78 yards a 4.9 average aaron jones 15 carries 59 yards, 3.9 average, had the touchdown. Aaron Jones had the seven receptions, 51 yards. I mean, just a I mean, lot of stuff from those and two it's, guys. Yeah, it's saying A.J. Dillon's long was of 12 yards, and, I mean, that's got to be the longest 12-yard rush in the history of football. I felt like one of those runs was at least, like, 28 yards. Yeah. But maybe because it takes them, you know, a good three or four seconds to – you know, change direction and, and cross the field. And then maybe that's why it felt so long. Yeah. getting the, He had the one run where he got the handoff, kind of spun right at the line of scrimmage, ran forward, almost fell, yeah. used his hand to stay up and got close to the first down. It's Nine like, yards, fuck, yeah. a, got, we say it all the time. A guy that big shouldn't be able to move like that. <laughs> I'm just feeling held right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, uh, call back. 
Yeah, called back from, what, two weeks ago, but at the same time, he did have that kind of fumble Shh. thing towards the end uh, near the goal line and the end of the second half. Yeah. But I don't know. Great. Well, we'll see what happens. I think, I think that was more just uh, he was already down. Yeah, and, I mean, we did say he had that conversion on fourth anyways, and uh, he was the highest-rated player on offense either way, so we can't really complain too much about him. No surprises there. Yeah. Uh, moving on to tight end. We talked about Robert Tunyon. Like I said, he did have three receptions, 49 yards, that long at 33 towards ACL out for the year. Sad. Uh, a big dog. He didn't show up oh, on the stat sheet. No. Almost had the incredible touchdown. I'm still devastated. If he wasn't so big and he didn't have those gigantic clown shoes, he probably would have scored. That wouldn't have been an all-time Packers moment. That would have been an all-time <laughs> NFL moment. Like, what an amazing catch that would have been. Oh, if he, he could have just... Mm, slid that big toe down. He just makes the game look small when he's involved. Oh, wow. You know, well said. Because it's like an effortless one-handed catch. It's like, how are you able to fucking like do he's, this? Like he's a D3 college player playing in like a high school game or right. something. Yeah, exactly. Like he and really just kind of dwarfs over everyone. That is that is an astute observation. Yeah. And we'll uh, obviously Josiah DeGuaro, we talked a little bit about him too. He... Uh, did finish the game with two receptions, 20 yards. He had a nice pickup on third and one. Lined up incorrectly late. He did say today in his presser, you know, him and Rodgers had a miscommunication and it's kind of an awkward back and forth with him and the reporters. But he seems like a smart guy. Hopefully he can get it together because he's going to have to know because he will be a much what, larger part of the offense. What an amazing opportunity for him with, I mean, sucks to see Bobby go down, but now it's like we get to we get to see what Josiah's all about and... uh Hopefully he can uh, shut. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring up the draft grades, but I was just <laughs> so mad that people are making this big deal. about, oh, you drafted an H back in the third round. It's like no, he's clearly not that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, amazing opportunity, and I hope he hope he captures it. He had quite quite the razzle dazzle score though. Hmm. Go on. The Raz score. He just had he had a good he had a good Raz score. I was gonna I say he, he like didn't he was score flashy like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, and yeah, draft callback. But he did have that big uh, third and one pickup. It was yep. that little shootout. Um, He's got a really nice beard too. A very th mm. thick beard. Agreed. So we'll have to see what happens with that going forward. Yeah, he's as well. like one of those young whippersnappers that looks like older you know you're like oh you could be like he 30 just, and he yeah. just yeah. looks like his his build is just like dense and thicker and that's not to say like Tunyon was frail by any means like you know he's still a big dude but there's just something about something about Deguara's build that just makes him look just like uh just more dense and just harder to yeah. To move around. Kind of like Tim Tebow looking. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. A little bit. We did, uh, as I mentioned, Dominic Daphne, he was active for this game too. And we do have uh, Tyler Davis, who he scooped up off the Colts practice squad. Another kind of athletic guy. So we'll see how he gets involved. He's been playing special teams quite a bit, and he has been on the roster for a while. So we'll see what happens there. Other news, news. Other news today too. It's been kind of a good bad day for me i guess because it's bad news for other people but uh you see jace got cut by the uh mm. washington football team today everyone's saying that we're gonna sign him i would be very surprised if we still bring yeah. jace back yeah quite the lofty expectation that you thought washington was gonna keep him around for two years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, that was uh, <laughs> I, I, 
it's the Washington organization. Right, like, you were making a point. It was probably going to take them a while. It's it's kind of uh, it's you know shocking that they made probably a smart move. Yeah, no, I I don't. Uh, I am completely fine with the lack of tight end traction. I love, I love the guys we got with you know Big Dog, Deguara, and Daphne. I I think I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Everyone was huffing and puffing for a tight end at the trade deadline, but whatever. We'll get to that later, anyways. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, obviously, Tunyon going down hurt. It was sad. Yeah, but like, it also didn't, like, it didn't feel as bad as one of those injuries would usually feel. It's weird because if it happened last year, it would be a huge oh fuck. But this year, it's like you know, people are like, oh my, God, how are you going to replace his production? It's like. Dear. He wasn't really, yeah, and, and his you know, blocking was and the big, yeah, too. and the big chatter was that he wasn't even blocking that great this year, anyway. So, um, and that's what's weird too, because I thought that was a pretty obvious take. And then Ryan Wood, who works for the uh, Packers News, Green Bay Gazette, he was like, "Oh, they're gonna miss his blocking." And it's like, have you ratio? I'm a dumb fan, and I know that isn't true. Yeah. Ryan Wood is still thinking of Jimmy Graham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, who just got activated or something? I saw that off the COVID list. People were even yeah, saying maybe nope, the Packers nope, will let's trade. Instantly for... stop talking about Jimmy <laughs> yeah. Graham. Uh, last thing with the offense, the offensive line, they held up pretty well. Still the same group we had last week. Hopefully, Bakhtiari will be back for Sunday. But like I said, only allowed the one sack, and they allowed the running backs to have a four point five average, which is pretty good. Um, like I said, David Bakhtiari should be back. Maybe Rogers kind of hinted at it today on Pat McAfee too. So I don't know something to watch going forward, but I you couldn't be much more happy with the offensive line. Yeah, so I mean Arizona was missing JJ something fierce for sure. Yeah, um, true. Just even the the cliche like locker room leadership, yeah. you know, he was emotional on the type shit. But yeah, like he just brought a, a tenacity to that defense, yeah, um, that they were clearly missing. And while well, his his talent as a D lineman is is still elite, um, but. It sucks. He can't just stay on the field and uh, yeah, help. Yeah, I'm help starting. The whole to th- line. I'm starting to think he's got a bit of a an injury bug. With mm. him. You know, I'm starting to think that. At least it didn't. Like, I mean, like with some of those injuries, you play someone, and you're like, oh, we didn't like face their full team, right? You know. Yeah. But it's like they're not gonna get JJ back all year. So like, if we play <laughs> is, them again, that's like a good point. That's, that's a really like, good point. We, yeah. we won't see JJ. JJ will still be like just screaming on the sideline. And if anything, we'll be, you know, more beefed up by the next time we see him. Yep. So. Yep. That's true. Uh moving on to the defense. I mean, what can what can you say about these these mofuckers so far this no year? No Joe Barry, no problem, which I mean, we didn't even well, I, <laughs> we didn't I even know. mention last week about how he was not gonna de coordinate this game, but uh Well how... let, let me let me run through this quick, just the stats and cause I have a question about that. Uh on the night, Packers had seventeen pressures, which is awesome, especially compared to like week one where it didn't seem like we did any. Uh only allowed the twenty one points contained Kyler Murray, who just had twenty one yards on six carries, which is hilarious That's after the week against insane. Heineke. Yeah. Only threw for two hundred seventy four yards, two picks, no touchdowns. Uh Packers defense is seventh in the in yards per game, ninth in points per game, third in takeaways, sixth in sacks with twenty. Pretty damn good. This is the question I have. Like you were talking about, we forgot to even talk about Joe Barry testing positive last week. So uh Jerry Gray had to call plays, which a weird thing I still don't quite understand because it's like he called the plays, but talk to the inside linebacker coach and he would actually relay the play to Devondre Campbell. Campbell. I don't understand why yeah, that was convoluted. so necessary. This is the question. 
do we have two defensive coordinators this year that are better than Mike Pettin? <laughs> My answer, yes. Yes. It's well, it sounds I've like we have enough. three. Yes. Well, it sounds like we have three. You're right. We <laughs> that yeah, you you could argue that as well. I mean, it, if nothing else, it was so pleasant. I mean, obviously the end was great too, but I feel like I could I can remember the moment before the last play after the snap where you see everyone rushing Murray aside from the two corners that are matched up like all out blitz on the yep. final play of the game. You love seeing that shit when we're usually used to a quarterback running around with a three-man rush, eventually finding a little bit of time and getting you know a huge play. Yes, to answer your question, we absolutely have two D coordinators because this kind of this kind of blows my mind. These are the point totals that the Green Bay Packers have scored uh, in October: 24, 24, 24. It's kind of wild they scored twenty four in three straight games. Yeah, twenty five and twenty seven. Mike Pettin is getting outscored in one of those games. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So to yes, they I I can't believe the fucking turnaround that I'm having on Joe Barry. I kind of want you to to just delete the week 1 episode from the internet so those takes are are gone. Um we were, I'm a fraud. Yeah, we were bad. We weren't uh, I still oh, no, yeah, I, I was see. I was saying he was petting 2.0 yeah. and yeah. I I'm, I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah, it might be weekend at Barry still, you know. <laughs> like now especially after this week. I mean, if anything, I think that just like complicates the thesis more. You know what I mean? Like there's a good chance that uh Matt LaFleur is really the mastermind. There's he's, just a, he's really still the one calling it interesting. Defense. There's an AI calling these plays, <laughs> not uh not one sole person. Um Talk about the players inside linebacker, Devondre Campbell, first sack of the season. I thought he had one earlier on, but I guess not. Uh, second highest graded run defender in the entire NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. We can't say enough good things. He's he's going to probably make a Pro Bowl. Uh, I don't know how he couldn't at this point. He is, I would argue now, he is probably the most important uh, player on the defense just because of what we have behind him is really, you know. It pie. falls off a cliff, yeah. It really does. So That was like... Uh... And yeah, he had a great game, but there it was kind of like the first time this year where he had a couple of plays where I'm like, ooh, ooh, yeah. But like, because yeah. I, I mean, and it granted, I think like one or mo- one, one of or the two of them were in the coverage, yeah, yeah, where it's like you know he that's a lot to ask of a of a uh, linebacker. But yeah, this was the first game where yeah, I sat there and I was like, ooh, that's a tough play, but um, yeah, still a hell of a game, hell of a sack too. Yeah, I I love the defense so much. We we talked about Pettin there. You know, we brought it up how. He always said complimentary football. It's like I can't I don't want to know what his complimentary football would be with the offense this year kind of regressing a little bit. Well, not so, regressing, but just not really finding their footing. Yeah. Exactly. And the defense to piggyback off that would be what, week one every single week for exactly. Mike Patton? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, the best compliment I can give Mike Patton is that he's no longer here. Yeah, he's in that is that is my compliment. <laughs> I th- He's in Chicago, I believe, as a senior as a, defensive assistant or something. Yeah, makes total sense. We're like, we're that the defense has gotten worse for Chicago life. this year. Yeah, you know, like the whole consulting thing leaked over into football too. Like, he, oh yeah, he just like shows up and it's like, yeah, the, the three fours working real good this year, and then like <laughs> that's his input. Like, yeah, I, and then he gets paid. I really wonder what they do. Like, they just watch film and show up, collect the paycheck, <laughs> yeah. just like a paid intern. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, outside linebacker. Preston Smith, uh, Whitney Merciless, each had three pressures. Gary had two. Whitney was the highest-rated player on defense in the nasty few snaps he had. Looking. Someone posted a clip. He had a nasty-looking spin move. Oof. Yeah, I saw uh, – God, I brought him his name up quite a few times uh, last month. But Ross 
Uglum posted because when we signed Merciless, he was like, oh, he's washed. He's not very good anymore. And, no, no, no. And he came back. He was like, I was wrong. He's I guess if you play for a good team, you are going to try a little bit harder. <laughs> he's, so. got, he's got the mojo back. Uh, moving on, corner. We talked about him, obviously, earlier. Razul Douglas. Razul. Fifth highest graded corner the last two weeks. I think Zach Cruz tweeted that out. Uh, had a, the pick late, if you forgot somehow. He's been really solid. God. Fun thing, fun thing to think about. Ugh. He, we signed him the day that the uh, Stefan Gilmore trade happened, and so. it begs the question. It begs the question: Is he cornerback too? I don't know. We'll have to. It's. I don't really. I almost don't want to get into the discussion because it's like. It, it's worth it. I mean, this is a podcast. Well, if or when Jair gets healthy, it's like, I don't care. As long as it's Jair, Stokes, and Douglas, it's like, I'm fine. I'm fine with all those guys. Then it's Sullivan and Kevin King. It's funny how week three or once uh, Jair got hurt, we're like, what the fuck are we going to do? And now it's yeah. like, damn, we got a few guys. I who don't can know play. how you can take Razul off the field. I just, and it, there was a play earlier in the game too, where I think it was like a crossing route and it was a big third down and he, you know, made the pass break up. He, he really has just been nonstop making plays. I, I would just like between Stokes and Razul, like it seems like Stokes was still like taking the big the big man in coverage. Hop yeah, like he would follow D Hop whenever he's so, out there. But. It's well, here we go. We say it every week. It's uh this is preseason right now. Who's gonna benefit more from these snaps the next couple weeks? Probably Stokes over well, Razul Douglas. Eh. I, think. I mean, I mean, how old has Razul even really ever got a fair shot in this league? Like, yeah, he's been in the league for a few years. I think this is his fourth year. That's one of the things he talked about after the game is, you know, when he was with the Cardinals on their practice squad, like being on the practice squad felt like empty, like it didn't feel right. So this is the first time where he experienced that, came back to a real team, and it's like, okay, I'm, I get to play football again. I just, yeah, I don't know how you can take him off the field. And, you know, it, it feels even better that as much as I was rooting for, you know, the redemption arc, it feels good to not worry about Kevin King stepping on the field. That's like true. He's, that, he's going to be like cornerback four or five. And that was kind of my original argument too. It's like, well, I don't really care about where that shakes out because the top three are all good. And I mean, I hope right. so. Do, do you know anyone that Matt LaFleur loves as much as Kevin King? Because that's what I like. It seems like Matt LaFleur just would do anything for it, Kevin. It really is like Rogers one, Kevin King two. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like we say, we say Kevin up. King's not, he's going to be cornerback four, but you know, watch him sneak on in that second spot. Cause yeah. he gave it's coach don't, the best hug, especially with the floor being, you know, the, uh, shadow defensive Weekend coordinator. Burns, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, we talked about Stokes. He was fine. Sullivan only allowed three receptions safety. Uh, both Amos and Savage were absolutely fine in the game. Henry black had the pick. He has little flashy plays here and there. He's he's gotten some decent snaps. Uh, defensive line, Kenny Clark, highest-rated player on defense. He's fucking awesome. Dean Lowry, somehow, he is officially the October because he continued that. Had a sack in the game. I just... He was so bad week one in the first couple weeks. It's I do not understand how players can just be good and then be bad. I, um... Yeah, with... I mean, Dean, Dean Lowry kind of... Um, created this well he was kind of like the the straw that broke the camel's back that created this take but i am imposing a a uh, a self mm, uh how do you put this an 18 month moratorium on criticizing brian gutekunst um under any circumstance i will not question any sort of move because what if he rogers literally, leaves 
He nope. He <laughs> has. Well, that wouldn't really be Gudikin's fault. Yeah, uh, you don't know. He has pushed every single button correctly over the last whatever eight months. Uh, even the moves we you know, perceived as bad and we thought were bad, like Billy Turner maybe overpaid a little bit. Dean Lowry maybe overpaid a little bit. They they are playing out of their minds now. Uh, you look at Campbell, you look at Douglas, and it's just that you look at the offensive line, all the injuries yeah. they've had to deal with. He's just built such a complete and loaded and and such a good roster that I just I won't question him for until next May. So 18 months from now, I'll reevaluate Jesus. the previous 18 months and then uh, go from there. But he has okay. earned my silence. All right. Well, I will keep uh, criticizing him where I feel it's needed. But... And I will defend him because you're right. wrong. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens in February then. I will okay. keep defending his hairstyle. His hair is pretty good. Pretty I good, actually. Yeah. Uh, special teams. Mason made all his kicks. Corey Bajorquez, once again, it, there's always something fun every week with him. The first punt punted it. The uh, Rondell Moore had to receive oh it and run God. right out of bounds. And then there was the other punt close to the goal line. I think it was at, about at the 10 where I believe it's because of the way that he kicked it where it makes it a lot tougher to catch. Moore f- barely touched his finger Tried to pretend like there were millions of people watching. <laughs> and then Hank's boy, Ty Summers, recovers the fumble. Hell yeah. Special teams, like I've said all year, it's just explosive, good and bad. And we saw it again on Thursday. That kick return looked like me when I'm like, stick my spoon into a bowl of cereal too fast. And like a little bit of milk <laughs> slashes uncle's arm, <laughs> oh, <no>. you know? <laughs> You just have to pretend not me, not me, Uncle. <laughs> and then Uncle's looking around like who else who else did this? Like something affected the trajectory yeah, like there's of no that, one of else the here that could have possibly done <laughs> like yeah, like he looks around as if there might be only one camera in the whole stadium. It was but yeah, back to that first punt, just I mean because the offense I think they went three and out. Maybe they got one first down. So, you know, he's punting it from his own what, ten yard line, mm-hmm. fifteen, and punts it all the way inside of their 15 and like forces him it was just seriously amazing and like that's the, he's he's got i mean i don't really pay too close attention to the other 31 punters but i can't imagine there's a guy punting better than him this year yeah i know pro football focus had him as like one of the one or two for the entire league you know who was the uh worst long snapper according to pro football focus the man who is now unemployed. Yes, Hunter Bradley, who once again in this game, too, I looked at you guys. It's it's so dumb, but it's only going to keep continuing now with the new guy. But even in this, on the field goal attempts, he was snapping it behind Bojo every single time. It's just, I I can't believe that he was able to hang on this, hang long. On this long. But whatever, that's, uh, that's all I had for this game. I'm sure we missed something, but God, that was pretty thorough. You guys have anything else for... For that fun Kenny, game, I don't think we mentioned Kenny a I little mean, bit. Oh yeah, he's uh, yeah, um, oh reliable once again. Gary once again, just he's arrived. He's he's worth the twelfth overall pick. I think that's for yeah. sure now. And uh, yeah, and now we'll get uh, Joe Barry back for a big big test this week. Yes, yes, at uh, cut which. We'll have to see. I don't know how much better he could be than uh, Jerry Gray. But with that, we will have take news. Football time. Take news. 
All right, take news for the week. Uh, I don't know. I f- figure we can just talk about this a little bit. Just a couple news and notes. We obviously talked about it. I think a lot of people were expecting some roster moves today or this week, uh, but the ones that happened were cutting Hunter Bradley, cutting Jalen Smith, moved up Stephen Wirtles, the Iowa State long snapper, who will now be our uh, long snapper. I, Hank, you must like that with the last name. I'm surprised you're a big uh, Pokemon fan, and it kind of sounds like a mix between Squirtle and War Turtle. Do you have any comment on that? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, I'd like to point this out. So everyone... And we had, I think our worst episode last year was the trade deadline episode where we were like, oh my God, how did we not make some type of move? I think it was right after the Colts loss. Yeah, it was when like Kyle Fuller. Will Fuller. Will Fuller was rumored to us and all that. And we had kind of a mini. that didn't happen. Yeah. As as a listener at the time, I would argue that you really captured the zeitgeist of that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, like, um, you know, yeah, like it was what we were all feeling. Hmm. And um, it was it was good to like join in that angst. Nice. That's what we're here for. It's just so we talked about Robert Tunyon going down, and uh, obviously re- people thinking we're going to have to replace him. So talk of the town was, oh my god, are we going to trade for Evan Ingram? And I just want to point this out there. I I just hate what Twitter becomes at the trade deadline, mm. especially with the Packers fan base Mm -hmm. because everything just gets hyped up and it all kind of started with Peter Bukowski last week too. So as I mentioned before, I watch all the uh, press conferences too, and they're usually boring. I'm a a boring person. Oh, I thought you were going to usually go on. They're great listening though. Like, yeah, they they really are. Matt LaFleur is so much better than Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy gave you coach speak for every single little thing. You never got anything. You can never tell what he was looking at. (laughs) 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 But so Peter tweeted this yesterday. Matt LaFleur says Brian Guttenkunst and the Packers front office are, quote, working extremely hard trying to find something at the trade deadline. Then Peter goes on, that's a pretty big admission from a coach who generally plays it very close to the vest. So I'm going to play the clip here of Matt LaFleur actually saying that. Yeah, you know, I think just if the right right opportunity presents itself, then I think that's something that we could be involved with. I know Goody and and his staff are working extremely hard at trying to, you know, find something. And, you know, it's just whether or not the right opportunity exists. So like I talked about with McCarthy, that was the most like McCarthy coach speak answer you could give. Like, he's like, yeah, we're it's kind of like what Goody says, like we're always going to be in talks like we're going to be around the conversation but listen to that live i didn't think anything of it so to see very much nothing bukowski put it out there to try to get the fan base hyped up it was ridiculous which eventually of course everyone's talking about evan ingram and we should trade for a tight end it's just a life of content creation it just it everything gets so sensationalized blown out of proportion yes that's perfect sensationalized like Roto World, who's kind of a rep- reputable blurb, blurb, blurb site, type, yeah, rumor type aggregator, deal. yeah, exactly. They posted Packers have interest in Evan Ingram, which just fuels it more. In the actual report, it ha- says absolutely nothing about the Packers having interest in Ingram. All it says is Tunyon went down and that they've called around to other teams looking for players. And it's just, I hate how these content creators and Andy Herman's obviously guilty of it as well. 
building up the trade deadline, anticipating nothing happening, and then just you know stoking the fire when that happens as well. It's like we didn't need to make any of these moves in Rogers. Not at all. Rogers said the same thing. We said it today too. What production are we really trying to replace? I think with yeah. Tunyon? I think Packers have Packer fans have been rightfully frustrated in past years about the lack of moves at the deadline but this year i i did not care at all i, yeah. I didn't know it was the trade di- deadline until this morning yeah like, you're like mike mccarthy a couple of years so, ago yeah, simply did not care like this roster is so loaded just beat the last undefeated team without three of our bet four of our best players yep uh it just made i'm and now i'm wondering like what lafleur could have said to not spark a peter bukowski tweet like that because <laughs> right. i mean like it was such, it, yeah, it's such a just nothing like blanket, like, oh, yeah, you know, we're exploring our options. We're, you know, we're looking, like, if something happens, something happens. But, you know, they're going to, you know, look at everything. Like, what is he, like, because he's obviously not going to come out and say, no, no, we're not going to try and improve our team. Right, like, yeah. This is, like, <laughs> yeah. who ca- oh, the deadline's today? Like, it's just, yeah, it was just such a nothing answer. And, yeah, you're right, it is kind of uh, blown out of proportion a little bit. You know, I, I have two things here. First, like, Everyone saying like that the tweet that you had about Evan Ingram like that Peter Bukowski was like a coach texted me and they said Evan Ingram oh my Super Bowl. god it's and, like, what are you doing but like also like has it have has anyone watched Evan Ingram the last two years like yeah. that he's like bricks for hands yeah he's like he's like MVS at the tight end position <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like you're, yeah you're like, bitching about the last year the Pro Bowl he made it just, in over right, over Tunyon no no and let's be honest year, like MVS when an MVS is in coverage or like covered he always catches it like he his hands he just needs the pressure you yeah, know what I mean this year like, has been much better for yeah and like yeah no we love it mvs knocking on wood (laughs) um and second thing about like the biggest fault i have with peter bukowski lately is like i can't believe he didn't change his twitter name to peter spookowski (laughs) for halloween with a little oh yeah with a little ghost emoji at the end yeah if you were andy herman he maybe would have done that but he he Peter really tries to be a, a big J journalist when he's the furthest thing from it. Oh, I'm really fucking just getting it on him now. But and it, there's other shit too. It's like I th- and the internet does suck. Social media sucks. But sometimes it's like we've got to read what we're doing here. Another tr- tweet that went viral was Jeremy Fowler who put this out. Several teams believe the Packers are doing their homework on tight ends as the deadline nears. Evan Ingram and Hayden Hurst are high end options. Jordan whatever list some other guys. It's like. Listen to what he said. Several teams believe the Packers are doing their homework. That isn't a report. That is nothing of substance. That is that is literally a general manager in their front office doing their job. Yes. It, it and people just run with it. It's I don't and then and then fans get upset after the trade deadline it's like, passes and nothing. It's like happens. a coach going to like his players' teachers. <laughs> several several teachers believe that yeah. their students are doing homework. Well, it's like th- when you read tweets um, from like Rapport where you could tell like the TJ Watt signing his extension this offseason where it's like TJ Watt wrote that tweet for him to post. I think that was Adam Schefter. It's like, can we just try to pretend like this is like this isn't Madden or fantasy football. It's just an actual NFL yeah. roster. Just uh, yeah, it's all just it's like it's like uh it's just like the draft. Yeah. It's, it's all just engagement farming and just like trying to just create content out of really nothing. Yeah. And then when and it doesn't spin, happen they just put their hands I, up and I, pretend yeah, you yeah. know you don't have to. And I'm going to spin zone this a little bit like talking about engagement farming like sometimes I'm like the perfect cattle for that. <laughs> you know like 
I I'm not gonna lie. Like I get I get a little prick in my back when when I see like a tweet saying the Packers are interested in someone or like yeah. the Packers are like it's fun. Part part of me like I'm a little drama king sometimes. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm like even at draft time when Rogers when all the Rogers news was breaking, hated like, it. Like I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, it that was, was the awful. worst Twitter refresh. <laughs> it was it was awful. It was awful. But like you know, like the little sassafras in me is like, ooh, <laughs> you know, like scrolling and I'm like looking up at b-dubs and you know i'm like i'm can i'm like all of a sudden it's like spidey sense you know like you're just in the moment and like nothing else matters like you don't have to think about carts for at least 40 minutes (laughs) it's nice to separate i even you're talking about the draft day there i i can't remember if i went out to mow the lawn or i went outside for like 20 minutes and just in that time that i was gone the packers Aaron Rodgers was being traded to the Broncos, and then it was no longer happening in those 20 minutes, and I missed out, which oh. is like, God, sometimes you do just step away and breathe a little bit. But And I don't I don't know if you mentioned this already, but the whole Deshaun Jackson thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah, never understood even... that. Like, because the whole reason he wants out of L.A. is because he doesn't play. Yeah. And so what snaps <laughs> can we afford to give Deshaun Jackson here? It, it just it, it never made I I never understood Packers Twitter running with that. MBS never is, makes sense. MBS is coming back. He's a younger, cheaper, better player right now. It's once again, and the last couple things we'll end with on uh, take news for the week. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. The same day that we signed Jalen Smith, who's a name, we signed Razul Douglas. It's the same day that Gilmore got traded to the Carolina Panthers, yep. and we were upset because yep. of the names. Yep, all the buzz was about Gilmore. All the all the all the negative buzz with the, within Packers Twitter. All the negative buzz without was about Gilmore. Yep. All the positive was about Jalen and yep. Razul. Nothing, N- like <laughs> nothing, as if it didn't happen. And he's so the true. biggest positive, biggest I'm, pickup we've had in season thus far. Yep. I'm not gonna well, say like in season. Uh, yeah, I, you're right. You're right. So. First off, I have cake on my face from being that excited about Jalen Smith. I think that day <laughs> I was just, you know, I was just looking for something to be excited for. Yeah. So, like, you know, Jalen Smith, I want to say thank you for bringing some excitement to my life for a little bit. Um, and But I will say it would be nice to have uh, Gilmore on the team. I'm not going to, I'm not, like, I wouldn't want to give what we would have had to give, but, like, to see Gilmore in a Packers jersey, like, wouldn't have been the worst thing, you know? <laughs> like, I wouldn't, wouldn't have hated it. Wouldn't have hated it, but at the same time, we literally could not have made a trade just because of the salary cap. Like, we could, we, we would not have been able to make any moves after that because it would have ate up all the space that we had. He had to have been cut in us to pick him up. Oh, yeah. That. Like, it was, like, I, you know. It wouldn't have worked at all. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it still would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would have been cool to have, you know, Stephen Gilmore on yeah, the team. to see the fucking terrible Adam Schefter first tweet afterwards of the Photoshop of Gilmore in a Packers jersey. Wow, that would have been so epic. I love those tweets. Uh, last thing, I'll just say this. My favorite trade deadline because it's the day that we cut Hunter Bradley. So. Hey-oh. That, that's, you never um, want to celebrate another man losing his job, but... A roster move at trade deadline, I will take that. Yeah, I wasn't even going to finish my sentence. I was just going okay. to. I was just going to let it. Yeah, breathe. I mean, uncles celebrated me losing jobs before, so <laughs> like I think that, it's Hank. fair. Okay. Yeah, oh, as someone who's lost a job and had someone celebrate, <laughs> like I'm okay with celebrating this. Okay. Thank you, Hank. Yeah, thank you, Hank. And with that, we will have is Kyle an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes.
All right, is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, you are 12, 9, and 1. Uh, you had a couple iffy weeks there, but you have bounced back in proving... Oh, perfect week last week. Yeah, Hell proving yeah. that you were not an idiot. I think last year you were like all not an idiot, and you've kind of, you've gotten the idiot territory a little bit so yeah, far. So. Yeah, I'm flirting with it. So a uh, little tougher questions this week. Let's Ooh. see Let's see what we can do here. Okay. First question. Kyle, the Packers are seventh in the league in INTs. Who currently leads the leads the team in INTs? I mean, does anyone have more than one? One player has two. One player has two. Stokes only has one. There's no way Henry Black has two. Razul probably only has one. Dean Lowry, no. <laughs> it's funny that you have to mention his Could name. Could you repeat the, the question? Uh, the Packers are seventh in the league in INTs. Who currently on the team leads the team in INTs? Jesus. Who who leads the Packers in interceptions right now? Man, that's a really tough one. Um, Stokes got his first one against the Steelers. I was at that game, by the way. Uh, I'm going to start counting you down here. Okay. It's five. Four, Dude, it's going to be like fucking Channing Sullivan, isn't it? Two, one. Um, I'm going to go Amos. The correct answer, that's a good That's a good guess. He almost did if he would have tapped that uh, foot down. Devondre, oh. Devondre Campbell with two. Damn it. When, when yep. were they? Uh, I think he might have even had one. Maybe he didn't against the Saints. God, I'm trying to... Was I it? only remembered one from Devondre. Yeah, God, I couldn't tell you what... One from uh, the Saints? The Saints didn't turn it over. No, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, maybe not the Saints. Savage had the pick in the end zone for the Saints that they called back. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Well, I don't know why I'd be thinking of it. But yes, he has, he has the two interceptions, interceptions, which you would not guess. So, oof, 0-1 oh, oh for the week. Uh-oh, maybe it's going to only get harder. Kyle, what position group currently leads the Packers in sacks? What position group? Well, see, you like to do the whole outside backer, D line. Like so, I just think so. It'd be inside linebacker. Line. It would be inside linebacker, outside linebacker, defensive line. Hmm. I, honestly, with the way Kenny and Kiki have come on, and Dean, I think you consider D line. So I'm gonna go uh, D line. Very good, Kyle. Yes. yes. Kind of an easy one if you stop and think for a little bit. But yes, uh, Kenny has three sacks. Dean has three. Kiki has two and a half. Slayton has one. Oh, with yeah. Two half sacks. And So what's uh, the distribution among outside backers? Outside backers, Gary has three and a half. Preston has two. And Jonathan Garvin, who has a torn ACL, has one and a half. Wait, and Garvin tore his ACL? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because uh, well, we brought oh, Merciless on uh, after that. And we have yeah. our boy, uh, Ladarius Hamilton, who's on the team so but yeah usually i mean especially a 3-4 defense or what we were used to with Petten, it's all the pressure pretty much comes from the edge and that has not been the case this year yeah damn so all right one one all right one one for the week kyle the last question and what do you know it's a chief's question kyle what cool play happened the last time we played the chiefs <laughs> whoa hank just yeah big that, was, inhale. that was a big inhale it's too bad the he last time we up. played the chiefs the last oh it was the the aaron jones screen or uh <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> hank 
Um, or no, that Jamal Williams back of the end zone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'll yes. give it to you. Yes, it was the Jamal Williams oh, catching the back of the end zone. Absolutely ridiculous throw. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I mean, that Jones play was pretty cool, too. I, I don't remember the He Jones took a play. screen like 73 yards. I just, I just know that. That's remember? like a cool one. What that, a um, screenplay going seventy three yards! Jamal Williams, that Jamal cool Williams one. catch like broke. I remember it yeah. broke people's brains yeah. on like ESPN, <laughs> I, yes. and I think it broke L. I, Michael's brain. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember watching like I like sometimes when there's plays like that that Rogers does. I like watching like FS1 and ESPN the next day just to like hear the the conversations. Oh, sure. Like just and I yes. like I like. Part of me just loves, like, just for the pure, like, circus act, undisputed. Like, it is so, such a circus act. Sir, yeah. But, like, circus. I just remember, I remember Literally. Skip was saying saying that it was just, like, the lucky throw. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, he, he was, he just, like, luck, got lucky. Just it was just random. It yeah. It's, like, it's so, yeah. you, you can tell how good a a Aaron Rodgers play is based on <laughs> Skip's take. Like if the more he downplays it, the yep. better it is. Or how good of a Packer game it is, you know, with the Mason Crossbar and I don't remember what he was saying with the Cardinals game, but Mason Crossbar's all time. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that is one of the best <laughs> nicknames in the world. It's like one of the terrible ones I try to come up with off the cuff, you know, like October. That's why he's paid the big bucks. <laughs> Unfortunately, and once again, I mean I put it out there. Can we stop? It happens every couple weeks. I hate what who's What's the quarterback name? Uh, Orlowski. Can we stop caring about these fucking people? He yeah. says the Cowboys are the best team in the league. Hey, and everyone yeah. blows up. Hey, I mean, it's entertainment people. Yeah, they're but not. You know, analysts. you know who loves Orlowski? Rogers, QB one. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's what I hated hearing. He said that on the Pat McAfee show too. That he's, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, well. With that negative note, we will move on to something more positive. Hopefully, a preview for the uh, game of the year, the new game of the year. The Packers taking on the Kansas yes. City Chiefs yes. in Arrowhead Sunday afternoon at 325, a Fox game, a weird Fox AFC uh, home game. Packers were uh, getting three points, but now I believe they're only getting one. The lines kind of move back and forth. I think the over-under is like 50-something points. Kyle, you might be looking it up. Uh, Chiefs just beat the Giants Monday night, 22-17. Chiefs are kind of weird this year. They're four and four overall. Offense is 16th in yards, fifteenth uh, in rushing yards, eleventh in points. Mahomes has thrown eighteen touchdowns, nine picks on the season. He's also their active leading rusher with uh, Clyde going down with that. Uh, I forgot what the injury was, but their usual running back. He's out. Uh, Tyreek Hill is their number one guy, 641 yards on the season, five touchdowns. Kelsey's <laughs> kind of having a quiet year for a t for him which is still 533 yards and four touchdowns. Their defense is historically awful there. <laughs> they're, they, um, I'm trying to think. Maybe they're like the 2012 Packers at this point. You know, the 2011 Packers, great offense, terrible, terrible defense. They've kind of got that terrible defense going on now too. It's, it's funny. I thought about this, how we've bitched about even on the show, how the Kansas City Chiefs, their defense has gone through the evolution that we've wanted where they literally – were bad, missed the Super Bowl because the defense was bad, fired their defensive coordinator, made the Super Bowl the next year, won it, made the Super Bowl again, their defense is bad, defense is bad. Now everyone's talking about their defensive coordinator getting fired. So they've gone through that whole gone through that whole process while we've gone through it half of that in that time span. But uh defense is terrible, twenty seventh in points, thirty second in yards per play, twentieth in sacks. Uh Chandler Jones leads the team with two sacks. Uh they had Ooh. some drama this weekend. Chris Jones? Chris Jones, sorry. Oh fuck I'm 
it's been a it's been a long week. Uh, they <laughs> they had uh, some drama this weekend too with the Honey Badger saying that they're they have like the worst fan base mm. in the league, all that. And hey, here's a fun fact: they just signed Josh Jackson to their practice uh-huh. squad. If you remember him, revenge game. Yeah, another revenge game <laughs> this week. So. Yeah, what uh, what are we thinking about this game? I think we kind of had this circled uh, earlier in the year as the big matchup. Finally, Mahomes versus uh, Rogers, the State Farm Bowl. I'm calling it, of course. I'm sure I'm the only person to say that. But uh, what do we think about this game going Listen, into it? Kyle? Great, Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback. Clearly, like one of the best in the league. Uh, he's had an insane career already. You know, MVP, Super Bowl winner. Where's the butt? But oh, there it is. I don't ever, ever, at least for the next, I don't know how long. I don't want to hear him in the same conversation as Aaron Rodgers. I simply do not. Okay. Aaron Rodgers has never, ever been this reckless with the football. <laughs> yeah. And the advanced stats show that even in his MVP year, 50, 50 touchdown year, like his interceptable balls were like extremely high. Yeah. Like this sort of thing that's happening this year, like it was almost expected because of how reckless he is with the football. So I never, they are not the same quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is already an all time quarterback, but he is not, he is not Aaron Rodgers. That's yeah. true. I'm just really excited to see like, I don't know, like Rodgers give his Mahomes tribute after like watching Mahomes the last few years and being able to learn so much from him. <laughs> You know, like uh, I know like, Kyle agrees. Yeah, yeah. There's just Sorry, like a lot know. of those. Like I've been wait. I just want to see like that moment because like especially all the Chiefs fans I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just we've never seen anything like Patrick Mahomes. Well, you and it's really like I'm sure Rogers will respect that. I'm sure Rogers will go up to Mahomes and thank him for inventing the no look pass. You know, one of those type <laughs> type deals. I, I'm sorry, I I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, it's I understand. There's a lot going on right now. We're just saying we're just being just very marveling sarcastic. at Patrick Mahomes and how we've never seen anything like him. Oh my! Did he not just hear what I just said? Yeah, it's like neither of you guys were listening to one another. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, yeah, you're I've, fired. Yeah, I've just never I've never seen a quarterback play like Patrick Mahomes, especially not in the early like 2010 <laughs> yeah. to 14. Oh right? my yeah. <laughs> first couple seasons of He's trolling me. Yeah. He's he's pushing my buttons and he's pushing the right ones. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sweating. I, I'm sweating. I'm getting worked up. I'm putting pushing buttons like Brian. <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> I'm very excited for this game. It's weird how I try to stay pretty level, but once again it's turning into, you know, I I would have thought we'd have at least three losses by now, but now it's three? like, Jesus. well, I'm just saying like the Cardinals and the Chiefs are two of the better teams, especially coming into the year. And now we beat the Cardinals. The Chiefs are 500, look very beatable. Should be. I mean, yeah, they couldn't even like put away the New York Giants last right. night at home. Yeah. So weird. It, it's weird how these big primetime matchups between Rodgers and Mahomes, you know, a couple of years ago, Mahomes wasn't able to play because he was hurt. Now this one, it's like, oh, well, it's a little... I don't know. There's a weird shadow over it. You know what it feels like? Remember when we were like waiting for Brady and Rodgers to play? um, And then it was like during it was like during that super tumultuous year with um, McCarthy. And I think like Devante was hurt. And then we like lost in Foxborough and Rodgers was just throwing away everything. Mm hmm. Do you like remember like Rogers just like in that frustration mode? Like similar, it just reminds me of like maybe kind of like a little bit of the frustration mode Patrick Mahomes is. Although Patrick Mahomes hasn't been doing it for like 
yeah eight years right. <laughs> yeah um, that's fair but like that's what it reminds me of is like how it was like before that game and it just feels like maybe <laughs> patrick mahomes isn't like not even that he's not at his best but like the team is just not at its best and it feels kind of weird yeah he has to play hero ball it's funny that you say that too and it goes in perfect with what kyle was saying because the dark years i would say for the rogers era was like 2017 2018 i'm kind of assuming in my head right now and you're t- we were talking about patrick mahomes being reckless with the ball and yeah. throwing picks and rogers being reckless w- with the ball was throwing the ball out of bounds because right. he didn't like what he yeah. saw in the field yeah. that's literally what it was yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah which is like i would probably argue is better you know i but, th- i think most would yeah yeah i mean I don't know. Patrick kind of looks like a defeated man in those TikToks lately oh, too. God. Those are like it's <laughs> it is funny how their careers are <laughs> really kind of mirroring each other. You know, the early success, Super Bowl, then a little bit of a tailspin, I guess. Family drama. Very, very small. And then yes, the family <laughs> drama, how ten years ago or whatever, it's Jordan Rogers on The Bachelor and you know, trying to get in the league and maybe using Rogers' name a little bit too much than he liked, and now with <laughs> With Patrick Mahomes, it's literally his little brother making stupid fucking TikToks. It's like, what is this? Um, is really I, the evolution just, the of lack yeah. of self awareness <laughs> yeah. is alarming. Also, like you gotta give props to Jackson <laughs> because like he's not trying to play football. You know, he's not trying to be like he. Yeah, he yeah, literally he, has not wavered just, in his dedication yeah, to make cringe he TikToks. Just, he just wants he to be. Not- faltered at all like and i kind of appreciate like he just wants to be like the cringe younger brother you know like literally he's cool with it and like it's like i don't think he thinks he's cringe you know his best friend is is uh his sister-in-law and like that is you gotta (laughs) love that too like 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 they're it's it's almost too pure <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think right now it's like what's a worse identity like piggybacking off your brother and making tiktoks with his with his wife and stuff or you know like me having a podcast hoping like, <laughs> come, on, come on players come and talk to us <laughs> well know? i would say i would say one of the same the, probably yeah. yeah well i would say like if we're going like worse I don't know, like TikTok, like cringe TikTok is pretty bad. And yeah. then I think like you probably hit like incels, you know, <laughs> which would probably be like the next level, like below that. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, then it's like the person who does like YouTube live streams that rips like cards or like trading oh, cards yeah. or something. And there's like four people who view as he spends like a hundred dollars every <laughs> yeah. week on Pokemon yeah. cards. So like. Yeah, it's, I would it's a say hierarchy, Jackson yeah. Mahomes incels, <laughs> you know, Podcast. kind of like people with, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, po- well, podcasts would probably yeah, be yeah. like right above incels. Perfect. You know, <laughs> just, we'll take just that. eking them out. Yeah. That'll be the sequel yeah, podcast. Like you're the not, incel like, Packers yeah, podcast. Yeah. Podcasts are like generally like we're not trying to like, you know, murder people. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. yeah we don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, on occasion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Kyle, right, where are we? What, where, how do we get? Here? Don't worry, I'm the host. I'm going to try to realign here. Kyle, what is your score prediction for this game? Congrats! We I know I tweeted from the account too, but you did yes have the it. correct I mean, score. I did. Uh, I did Google to see if it was the most uh, common score in the NFL ever. It is not, but so very, I am a very football good. analyzing god. I yes. said they would. They should slow the slow the game down. Slobber knocker. Keep mm-hmm. the ball out of the Arizona hands. That's exactly what you they knew. Did. We weren't scoring on that last 24, drive. 21. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so my prediction, uh, 
this week is probably a similar basic score. Um, but I think they're, I think the Packers are finally going to get over the, the 24 to 27 range and score 31 points. Um, but I still have respect for Andy Reid mm. and Patrick Mahomes, and I think they'll score 24 points. So 31-24, good guys. That's a uh, that's a good score. Kyle, my score prediction, very similar. I have a score of 34-21, good guys. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty optimistic wow. for me. Winning by 13 yeah. points, so that uh, can only spell bad news for the yeah, team. Yeah, you remember your prediction last week? Hey, Absolute it worked. Absolute clown. It, oh, it worked. It Don't worked. give me that if shit. If I didn't predict like that, we would have <laughs> lost that game. No doubt in my mind. So you should be thanking me, not uh, giving me shit. Hank, what is your prediction? Yeah, I also want to say, like, I think i still respect the chiefs a lot mm-hmm. like yeah. you know what i mean so you like, should everyone yeah. as as bad as they looked last night and really this whole season there should still be a healthy level of fear yes. for that offense yeah like i mean it's still like i don't know it still has all the good bones so <laughs> yeah yeah That's what i was thinking too yeah, their bones, bones are strong yeah, yeah, yeah they can yeah. build around them um i think i'm going to go I'm trying to do math in my head. Oof, that's Ooh, always tough. Yeah. I'm a math guy. Just um, let me know what, what you need yeah, calculated. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to Packers 42. Okay. And Chiefs 28. Ooh, wow, all right. 42. All right. I like that. Hanging 42 on Sunday. It's Sunday night, right? Mr. Positive. Nope. Uh, afternoon. It's the Fox. Wait, uh, seriously? Fox afternoon oh, game. I nice. love afternoon games. I thought it was Sunday night. Nope. Uh, yeah, afternoon game. Let's yeah, so. go. So that's good. Uh, life savings. Put it on the over. Uh, I think, uh, <laughs> special there, everyone. Kyle, what is your bold prediction for Ooh, this game? Okay, you go first. Perfect. Yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> Someone who's been coming on strong, kind of quietly, but you kind of always still see him out on the field doing something. Hmm. You know, doing something. We had a guy last year who did something and ended up getting cut. I think this guy's going to do more of something this week, okay. and he actually shows up on the stat sheet. I have. One Whitney Merciless Ooh. coming in bunches, two sacks. Oh. Saints still don't have a very good offensive line, and he's been getting some Dang. pressures. He did have more pressures than Gary last week, so maybe he will finally finish. I actually was going to say Gary two and a half sacks, but that's a little too similar to Merciless. So instead, I will flip it to the offense, and I think Ooh. the Messiah Ooh. that goes by Josiah. Okay. Will score a touchdown. All right. I, yeah, he definitely hasn't. He hasn't scored this year. I was going to, I don't think he did last year either, unless he did week one, which I don't believe uh, he yeah, did. No. So, yeah, first, so career, first career touchdown. touchdown. All right. Wow. Hammer that uh, first player touchdown right there. I'm sure you can in all your betting apps, which exist in every state listening. Hank, <laughs> what is your bold prediction? Three touchdowns, AJ Dillon. All right. All right, Hanky. A three touchdown day yeah. for AJ Dillon. That would be nice. Um, Oh, that came a lot quicker than I was expecting. No jokes from anyone. With that, everyone's favorite part of the episode, if you could please leave a review. Forgot please. to say it last week. Uh, leave a review. That would be cool. If not, just scroll down. Leave a rating. If not, hey, whatever. You got friends that are Packer fans? Tell them about the stupid podcast. Yeah. It's not weird to tell someone about a podcast. It's a very normal not thing. We, anytime we're out in the public, we tell people about the podcast. I, I keep I keep five koozies. I wake up every morning before mm-hmm. I leave. I stuff five koozies in my pocket to hand out. <laughs> to random yeah. strangers yeah i'm a normal person please take it's this tough goosey. in minneapolis but yeah you know. uh also i think there's some there might be the iphone's kind of newish if if you go to the verizon store if you really want to be a great fan mm. I, I, I thought that we should do this 
Just go to all the iPhones and leave five-star yes. reviews from all the phones that's on display. Brilliant. I'm sure you can do that. That's a real thing. But, yeah, uh, do that. We, we'll send you a koozie. If you want a koozie, just email us at pmppodcast at gmail.com or DM us uh, on Twitter, pmppod. Leave a review, whatever. Give us your address. We'll give you a stupid koozie. I don't have anything else. Hank, according to Hank this week, what do you have? Yeah, so I, well, I guess um, I'll just start here. I think I owe Aaron Rodgers an apology um, because, yeah, Halloween, this costume was so cool. It was (laughs) a great costume. It was, uh, you know, worth, I think, like, especially, like, the two Instagram posts with the seven slide each with, like, the Mm -hmm. side-by-side. You know, I really like, like, when someone dresses up and they really care about it and you can really really tell that they care about it right um i haven't seen a john wick costume that good since i snuck into a sig app party um for one of my with like one of my cousins right and i just went in and it was like eight eight dudes dressed up as john wick (laughs) all pointing their guns at me um and like that was like 2016 and so like really what this tells me is that you know like a good costume never dies yes um and I don't know, like, I just, I don't know how much else I can say, but like original, you know, um, 2018, my aunt had a party and all her, you know, I think all the, her friends from high school, <laughs> like they were all dressed up as John wick. <laughs> and then when you asked them about their dog, they said, you know, they're like, Oh, I left her at home. Ha ha ha. And they're just <laughs> talking about their wives, you know? <laughs> um, so like it, it's just like something that, something that evolves every year and mm-hmm. just gets better. Um, better with age not sad at all not sad it was great costume um and yeah i just can't wait for next year um because like the hype's already building <sighs> thank you hank yeah do you have this... any predictions on what he goes with next year <sighs> squid game you yeah can... I, I i don't know i don't know we'll have to we'll have to see um probably probably won't be as good as it was this year though i mean this is uh this is tongue in cheek. Hank was he <laughs> No, I I seriously it's a really it's I, it's a great costume. Um when the costume was revealed, Hank was texting us in the group <laughs> message. He was very upset with what happened, which at first we thought no, it I was a bit it was a bit, and then we found he was <laughs> actually angry with the costume that Rogers went with. No, I think anger is the wrong word. Yeah, like, probably. I'm very know, liberal with my words. Yeah, like but like no, I mean a great Great costume. It's uh, you know, it's good to see someone like not give any lead up, and then like just like have a fun Halloween and um, you know, want to share his gift with the world multiple times throughout three days. Thank you, Aaron. I I thought it was great, especially when he tied it in with one of John Wick's more famous lines: "Is you wanted me back? Yeah, I think I'm back." Wow, the whole offseason he had, I thought it was pretty creative. I thought it was good enough. Yeah, I'm sure that if he went as someone else, he could have, like, you know, definitely couldn't have scoured a script and found a line in a movie to apply to his situation. Very creative. <laughs> okay. Like, now, in, entirely just, like, I, I don't know, wildly creative costume. Hank's, and Hank's face is getting as red as mine when we talk about Jay Sternberg or Hunter Bradley <laughs> or, you know, other I'm just sitting things. back enjoying the view. This is great content. Well, yeah, I just, like, I, you know, yeah, it's just, it is, I don't know, just so great to have, like, such a unique human off the field. Like, unique, okay. special. Okay. <laughs> 
um, reads the best books. Um, you know, like there's just so much about him off the field that like I just can't stop praising. We get it. You love Rogers on the field. Off the field, you really, really love him as well. <laughs> well, let's let's finish with this. Let's finish with an optimistic one. We've talked a lot about Bane Gary. Did not dress as Bane for Halloween. Big Dog was Bane. Hank, what did you think about that? You know, kind of stolen do you valor. Think that'll cause yeah some locker room turmoil. I did see that. <laughs> I actually clicked on the likes that Rashawn Gary did like Big Dog's <laughs> post on Instagram. Well, I mean, I think and I told I I told you this when you asked about it, but like, I mean, I think that Gary has to be very, you know, I just like happy that Big Dog dressed up as him. Yeah, and and so I do wonder if he borrowed the mask. Yeah, I really well, do. Well, and like, I mean, you gotta like. There's I want to imagine that conversation. Spence, Sorry. Spence is literally the greatest Packer fan of all time. He clicked on the likes to make sure that Gary liked it. I wanted to know. And you know you know, there's no filter option on that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, He's like, I, I hope Rashawn isn't too offended. Let's make sure he liked it. I hope he didn't borrow it, too. That would be funny. Can you imagine that conversation being of all the flies on a wall at Lambeau? That's the one I would pick to... To see Big Dog go up to Gary and be like, hey, hey, hey man, can I? Hey. You still got that Bane, Gary? You still got that Bane mask? Yeah. Could I borrow it? You fucking, are you fucking, you think you're the brand? You think you're, like, that could, that could cause some drama, but I guess oh not. So I wanted God. to make sure we were all good. Thank you, Spence. Thank you for your service. That's what I'm here for. So the only way that Aaron Rodgers' costume could have got better is, like, when he took the picture with the dog, if it had been Big Dog. Yes, Ooh, oh, just like caressing him. That yeah, but I one thing I'll say is like, I Big Dog's costume was it's just classic. You know, like there's something you never get sick of seeing. Like I don't know. Like I'm sorry. I like I get sick. Like sometimes I get sick of seeing people dress up in suits. Yeah. And like oh, oh like, I wonder what yeah. that's in reference. Yeah. To. Like you black know, on black. Yeah, like I don't know, it's like it's like cool, but like you never get sick of seeing like a big dude dress up as Bane. Well, and, and I'll say Bronson Kafusi, who we could have brought up earlier too, who might be brought up to the fifty-three man roster with uh, Robert Tunyon going down. He was Frankenstein. He was all out Frankenstein too, which per which is perfect for a big old converted defensive end. He was a first round draft pick or second round draft pick as a defensive end, giant guy, Frankenstein. Have we talked about this too long? Probably, no. yeah. No, I, I mean, like, <laughs> glad we agree. I I I just am here to unwaveringly celebrate all the actors. That's players. right, and Aaron Rodgers yeah. specifically. That's right. Yeah, create creative. Um, you know, like I think if he had a, um, you know, like if he had a resume under like his name, it'd mm -hmm. be like creative and visionary. Yes, you know, because yes. he's both of those things. Both of those things. That's right. Yeah. And a crypto guy. Yeah. Which we, no, you know, we don't need to get not that, no. a crypto guy. A Bitcoin yeah. guy. A Bitcoin guy. Hey, he talked about uh, what are the stupid digital paintings. And NFTs. no, no. NFTs. NFTs he talked about no, NF he no. said he liked NFTs today, too. No. Well, with that, hey, no. do we have. Do we. Have, do we, are, we are we joining forces? I don't have any are Bitcoin. We I in a boating accident. Are we joining forces against Rogers I NFT? Uh yes. Nice. Yes, okay, I'm cool. very anti NFT. Cool. Perfect. Well, with that, uh, I don't have anything else. Do you guys? Do you guys have anything else? I uh no. Okay, Hank, you guys just happy to be here. All right, awesome. Well, uh, with that, 
Naked Giants, please don't sue us. Go Pack Go. I'm a